This is uh, Rick Seppard, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast, Gone Bananas Racing. Hi, my name is Chris Vieira. I'm the team manager for DE Racing, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast. Hey, this is Kelly Christensen from the Dirt Racing, and this is Aaron Webb from the Dirt Racing, and you're listening to the MPM Podcast. I'm Mark Pavitas, and I'm listening to the MBM Podcast. Hi, I'm Gary from Snow Designs, and you listen to the MBM Podcast. I'm Eric Jensen, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast. Hi, I'm Adam Drake, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast. This is Tim Connerman from Team Associated, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast. This is Edwin Hartman, a.k.a. Dutch Oven Designs, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast. And I'm Ryan Lutz, um, here with the MBM Podcast. I'm Jason Snyder, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast. Hi, this is Frank Rue from TLR, and you are listening to the MBM Podcast. My name is Dakota Fend, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast. I'm Brandon Rohde from LiveRC.com, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast. I'm Randy Pike, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast. You're listening to the MBM Podcast. My name is Ty Tessin. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's the MBM Podcast. We are here again with another show, finally. You know, you'd, th- you'd figure we could manage to put one episode together while I was off for an entire week. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. God forbid we actually do anything productive. Well, I shouldn't say we didn't get anything done productive. No, this wasn't really productive. It's still a disaster. I was going to say it's half done. No, I'd say it's three quarters done. <laughs> There's only probably an hour of real work left. I just haven't done it. And if you're wondering what we are talking about is I took a ton more crap out of my basement, relocated some stuff, made more room. And so far, so good. It's so, of course, there. we got Kyle with us. We got Mike and myself. Tonight, we are going to talk with Kenny Johnson, MKS Surface Team Manager. Uh, of course, Mike and uh, Mike and myself run mks servos so it's going to be kind of cool to finally talk to a, the team manager um, because mks is kind of new to the surface game um, but we've been in love with them for over a year so it's cool now to have a team manager we can talk to so we're going to talk to him and we're going to talk to paul lemieux and i'm sure a lot of you guys know who he is he's an on-road guy races uh i think he's at nats actually right now so we're going to be calling him uh from I think he's in St. Louis, I think is where he told me he's at. So we're going to talk to him. He's the man behind Gravity RC. And, Mike, I'm sure you've seen some of the Gravity. Well, we have that million weight diff. Yep, yep. Diff, diff putty. putty. Yeah, you can't even call it fluid. It's more like <laughs> Play-Doh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Differential Play-Doh. <laughs> so that's what's uh, on the agenda. Of course, uh, we're going to talk about the Man Van Adventures 2.0. Oh, boy. <laughs> Steering racks and power uh, steering racks and power steering is that what we're going with? Yep. It looks like Mike's getting a cable to plug himself in with. 
So we'll talk about that later. Uh, Mike and I went racing down at Casey's. I actually ran his uh, 3.0 buggy. Uh, it's pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, what else have we done? Oh, you got a bunch of stuff for your 224 that's still sitting in... In the package. <laughs> so we'll kind of touch on a, st- a few of that thing. I'm getting ready to go next weekend uh, down to Madison, Wisconsin, and uh, race with all the guys at uh, Marca. I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, yeah, we've got a, bit of f- a few things to cover, and God knows where else we'll go because between Kyle and I and our ADHD, Mike's going to have our time keeping us on any kind of track for anything. <laughs> hey, look, squirrel. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird to be finally doing this. The room's too bright. That's what it is. Those lights are on. That's what's really messing with me. Yep. And your wireless blows. We've had this conversation many times. I know that. Maybe, uh, maybe at the end of the month, I'll order uh, a couple of those, uh, those dealios, you know? Mm-hmm. Listen to Mike over there breathing heavy. Oh, I'm Poor dying. guy. I feel so bad for you, bro. It blows. Give it another nine months. It'll, it'll <laughs> turn around. Yeah, if my face doesn't explode. <laughs> yeah, we won't. He was he was actually walking around. What was it? Two weekends ago with a a Hemi. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> so bad. Oh, we felt so bad for him. Except Kyle and I were walking behind him, filming him in Walmart, making fun mm. of him because <laughs> we're fr- we're good friends like that. So oh, and did. Big Boy. Yeah, and Big Boy. Yeah, we, and there was another video that I haven't posted that we filmed in the gym. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to get Kenny on, um, MKS team uh, manager, and we'll go from there. How does that sound, guys? Good. Sweet. We'll be right back after this break. Cow RC, the radio-controlled maintenance king since 2008. Providing the RC community with the world's best pit mats, park trays, performance aerosols, and much more. Through smart design, superior performance, and 100% made in the USA. Cow RC products are a real value. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Follow Cow RC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or order direct at cowrc.com. Save 10% with code IMOVE. That's code I-M-O-O. Cow RC. Maintenance King. Okay, we got Mike over there trying to destroy his microphone arm. <laughs> no, it's not the arm, it's your lousy microphone holder stand. Hey, that folder stand thing's been there for over a year. <laughs> it's all your fault. So, we're back from break, which was actually a short one for once, not a 15-minute talk session where it's like, oh, we missed a bunch of stuff. We have with us Kenny Johnson and Kyle. I see him right behind him. So, that's kind of like a twofer. Can't complain about that. Of course, for those of you who don't know, Kenny Johnson is the Surface Team Manager for MKS Servos. Um, I got turned on to MKS Servos over a year ago, uh, being affiliated with Tim Smith. I ordered a few, I put them in my 10 scale buggies, and it's that's it. MKS is the only servo I know exists. I don't care what you run, I don't care how good you think it is. It's not better than my MKS servos, period. Sorry about it if you have a different opinion. And I'm pretty sure Mike feels the same way, right? Oh, yeah, yep. So thanks for coming on the show, guys. We appreciate it, of course. 
So tell everybody who you guys are, for those that don't know. Well, we're Kenny and Kyle Johnson from Las Vegas, Nevada. And um, I've been racing surface for over 20 years. And then, uh, you know, Kyle, I'm his, I'm his pit man now. <laughs> I don't race anymore, but he does all the driving. I'll do all the work. So did you quit driving because he was beating you all the time? Or... Honestly, Kyle was racing carts when I was still racing RC cars. Yeah. I, uh, I started getting older and wasn't doing good anymore, so I went to flying. Oh. So, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Kyle, Kyle asked for a sports work uh, car one day, and uh, we got him one, and he's been hooked ever since. Nice, nice. And, Kyle, you run for Kyosho, right? Yes. Yeah, i seen that. Very nice, very nice. I'm not going to lie. I am super jealous of the fact that you guys spend a whole whack of time at RC Tracks Las Vegas. <laughs> I got to spend one afternoon there last April, and I pretty much told my wife, if I can move to Las Vegas just for this track, we're moving. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. It's a great, it's a great facility. So how did you become the service team manager? How did that whole thing unfold? Uh, it's kind of a weird deal. Thomas was looking to, you know, um, get the MKS name out there in the surface. And um, we ran into, uh, and one of his drivers is Jeff. And Jeff knew me from being Kyle's dad and, you know, just working around, you know, all the races and stuff. And um, so Thomas gave me a call and uh, we worked things out and... You know, I'm I'm happy to be a part of the team and and you know branch out this MKS Servo uh, Surface team. It's it's awesome. The servos are great, and uh, I think it's one of the greatest products we've ever tried. Nice. Well, and that's it's kind of funny because uh, Tim and I spoke to uh, Mike Truy uh, this week, and he had the same things to say, whether it was on air or off air. He just couldn't talk enough about how nice the, the servos are compared to other ones and like he wasn't knocking other brands by any stretch of the imagination right but they're just uh, precise that's all that's the only word that anybody ever seems to be able to come up with is just how precise they are they are very precise and uh you know we've had people test them recently i i uh have them out to one of the top drivers in the world right now which i can't say but um <laughs> he's testing them and uh you know, hopefully that uh, he likes them. And um, we got some others to a uh, team manager in California. And uh, Daniel from ProLine is uh, testing them also. So uh, we got them out there, man. People are just, um, you know, they're picking it up and uh, seeing what MKS is all about. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was kind of nice. Like, I seen your announcement when you became the team manager. And then shortly thereafter, when all everybody was signing their new deals for the year, you know, you got Joe Bornhurst announcing that he's running MKS, and then you got Mike Truey, and it's just like, it's like, whoa. You know, I kind of looked at Mike, I'm like, here goes. Like, here goes, dude. Like, people are going to start knowing what MKS, like, you know, because we'll post on Facebook when somebody says, hey, I'm looking for a servo for blah, blah, blah. And I'll go, check oh, out MKS. Constantly. Yeah. The second, the second I see somebody says something about a servo, I'm like, just save yourself the headache. Here's the link. Go buy this servo and get it over with. <laughs> you know, and it's just then they argue, oh, what kind of crap is this? And yeah. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's ever heard of MKS? I'm like, it's dude, like, oh, you have Lord, no idea. Go, go, you know, go ahead, buy your Savox. Go ahead. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll so, eventually figure it out, and you will buy an MKS and be happy, just like us. Well, my, my favorite story that I have about MKS servos is we were first 
I think we had been running for about three months. And one of the younger racers could come up to me and said, I don't think those MKS servos are any better than my Savox that I run. <laughs> and I said to him, it's okay. I said, do me a favor. Between now and the next time I see you, go home, get on a computer, and see how many professional award-winning hel- helicopter pilots right. or plane pilots use Savox servos. And needless to say, the next time he come back, none. Who would have thunk it, right? And I said, <laughs> well, that's what a lot of people don't realize is that, uh, you know, MKS has been more, I think, predominant in the in the uh, helicopter airplane world more than it has in, in, in surface uh, stuff. And now, you know, you guys are really branching out with specific servos for that. And I mean... Like Matt said, uh, we both changed all our stuff yeah. to MKS. And I mean, man, I've ran everything. High-tech, Futaba, Spectrums. And I mean, that stuff can just go out the door as fast as it came yeah. in because it just, it, you, you just, you can't even compare it. Like, it's just, it's it's like going from a Pinto to a Porsche. <laughs> you know, it's just like, holy cow, the control you get over your car. Yeah. And, the, and, and, and I really like that they're the, and I believe the word is the cyclic, where they're, yeah never ending like either way like left or right like they're not just oh you only get you know 80 180 degrees and 180 degrees man you can make those things turn your tires 90 degrees to the left or the right and bust your you your, almost your, did that your didn't steering you? crank yeah. right out the front end of your car like it's just yeah. you know and some people would say well why would you want that but well maybe you do like especially in crawling right like yeah. when you want to go left and you want to go left you can make it go left you know, and yeah. you're not limited by the servo. You're limited by everything else, which which I think is a huge advantage. And then, uh, you know, in my story, I've got a couple of the X6s for my 8-scale stuff. And, I mean, holy crap, I think you could move brick walls with that thing. Yeah, they are ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Like, it just, oh, man, I, I love MKS stuff. It just, <laughs> yeah, and I've got so many guys up here. They're like, oh, I need a servo. I'm like, I will order you an MKS. Yeah. Just give me the cash. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. No, you've <laughs> taken them out of your car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you've taken them out of your car and said, here, here, I'll just order another new one. Here you go. You hear this, eh, Kenny? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we love it. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, we're... we're uh, Listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've done it. I've done it right at the track. I'm like, here, I don't even care. Take yeah, this. Just, I'm not even going to run yeah. the rest of the day. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I mean... And yeah, we're not sponsored. We're not part of the team. We're just buying these things and running them. And we have so much great stuff to say about yeah. them. So yeah, Tom, Thomas takes care of us. Oh you know, yeah, Thomas has been awesome. He always throws in extra stickers as long as we harass him a few times. And yeah, remind him. Got to yeah. remind him. Yeah, he, we got to work on new stickers too. He said yes. He sent me a whole. Well, you ordered a couple servos there, I think, for Trevor. Yeah. And he said, "Hey, uh, could you throw in some stickers?" And Mike shows up at my place and he hands me like a, a pad of them, like this thick. <laughs> <laughs> he goes here. I'm like, "Oh, those will last a while." <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's like I know now it's starting to sound like an infomercial because I know because I how know what you know what I don't care because it's a product. Like if there's one product in this RC industry that I will stand up to it is the servos yeah like you know what i mean like there's other things where i'm kind of like eh, you know whatever no 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 you buy the right mks servo for the right look at the boats yeah <laughs> you know there's another example so yeah. look, at, look at joe bernard he, he he um he's one of the most talented drivers out there and he puts his stuff through a lot <laughs> i mean whipping the cars i mean he's He's doing a lot, so he's testing our servos, and he trusted just my word when I when he made the phone call to me. Yeah, 
MKS was the brand to you know, change to. I mean, for an eighty dollars servo, you will not find a servo. Well, for the DS line, absolutely. That's what I mean. For the DS, like the twelve forty <clears throat> or a twelve thirty, you will not find a servo. No, that matches the specs. I run the twelve fifties in my buggies, and now I gotta. You yeah. know what I mean? And I mean, we've crashed into it. walls. We've done so many dumb, like just. You know, we make mistakes left, right, and center, and these servos oh, don't you, blow you, up. It's like Kyle does, like running into a sprinkler. Uh, <laughs> they sprinkler heads? Busting up the whole front end of the car, but, uh, you know, the servo was still working. That's what I mean. Like, that's what we've done. Like, we've in, we've annihilated the front end of our cars. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I've it's done like, that a few times. You know, destroying shock towers, blowing the look, servo horns apart. Look, look, at my, look at my 443. I just changed the RPM arms on it because, obviously, when you mount your... Your steering knuckle and they're they're supposed yeah. to be parallel. Well, the the one arm's bent this far back. Oh, right this way. So they're <laughs> supposed to be parallel, right? Well, the one arm part is bent like this. So there's so much play in it. I'm like, oh, I guess it's time to change these. Yeah, the plastics just stretch. Oh, just yeah. they're they're, yeah. they're great servos, and of course we 100% stand behind them. Yeah. I was wondering actually, is Kyle qualify? Did he qualify for Worlds this year? Well, that's that's the bad part about all this is that Kyle's not qualified yet for the Worlds. Um, we attempted to go to the Nationals, and with my landscape job, we got busy, and I had to uh, we had to leave early. And um, I mean, we were there, so that's a plus. It's our home track, and we have a lot of people behind us. I've done all the paperwork to get, uh, you know. All the right moves to get Kyle in, and you know we're going to be there. We're going to be waiting. Yeah, um, he's he's putting in the work and the time. But you know, if we don't make the worlds, it's not the end. You know, we have a lot of teammates that we're testing with, and uh, we share information. We're here, you know, four days out of the week right now at the track. So we're gonna yeah, the- I see the I see the updates from the track. <laughs> yeah, so you know why not use it? Even you know even if things don't work out, it's we're just uh, we're having fun. And we're promoting the hobby. And, uh, you know, like Ward says, you know, when can you spend so much time with your 21-year-old son? You know, it, it's fun for us. And sometimes it's not, but the majority <laughs> it is fun. Yeah, yeah. We we had the opportunity and the, the great pleasure in interviewing uh, Ty uh, shortly after his world's win. And, uh, man... We were we were all awestruck. Like we were, I think, our second podcast into this whole thing, <laughs> and here we are talking to the world champ. And I think we hung up the phone with Ty, and we just all sat here like in complete awe and didn't even say a word for about five minutes. And it's like that really just happened. <laughs> like we really just talked to Ty. Yeah, he's a he's a great talented kid, and I say kid because I'm I'm older than him by ten plus years. So I call everybody kid. I'd probably call you kid if we were together. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no. And, and then of course his dad, Gord, like you can't even, there's no words. Like just, there's no words. Like just raw, I guess. It's just awesome. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, friggin'. Got a lot of patience, you know. And I need to win the lottery so we can go watch the worlds, bro. Yeah. Tell me about it. It's going to be so fun. So, so what would you, Kenny, let's just uh, talk a little bit about like the MKS brand and that. What, um, like, what do you feel separates MKS from all the other guys? You know, the durability for one, one thing. I mean, the servos are just, um, we've never ran servos like this before. I mean, they're so smooth, precise, and we haven't had any problems with them. 
I mean, Reno's hit Kyle from the side and busted his throttle horn, and, uh, you know, gave us a new throttle horn. We're back out on the track without putting a new servo in. Right. And I think if we got hit before, you know, we'd be changing the servo out. So do you think it's more of um, like a build quality thing, a testing, you know, the quality of the components? Yeah, I think it's all the way around. So it's the, kind of the whole list, eh? The whole list. The case is unbelievable. I mean, you know, um, the heat, it it just doesn't keep a lot of heat in. I yeah, mean, they don't get hot. That's something that I've really noticed when you when you take them off the track. And I put my transponders with Velcro on top of the servos in the two-wheel drive buggies, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. But everybody that's where is. everybody puts them, it seems. <clears throat> and that was one thing I really noticed from the uh, high-techs that I was running. High-techs would get hot. Where, Pro, the Protex. Or the Protex, you, sorry. That's the yeah. one I was thinking. Because we were running those for a while, and they were okay until they started failing yeah. and not centering, which was so annoying. Oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> but no, and, that, and that's the, like I said, the, the one thing I really notice is they're just, they're, every time you run them, they're the same. They, they center the same. They steer the same. The response is the same. That feeling, you get like that feeling of connected to the car, I yeah. guess, is, is it. And once you figure it out, you know, and you play with your radio a little bit with your, you know, your adjusting your speeds and your endpoints and um, what's the other word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. That <laughs> mean you've figured out as of recently to play with. Uh, you know, some, somebody's asked me before, like, you know, how's the servos? You know, if you watch these helicopter pilots, they're putting all these G's. Oh, my God. And the input. <laughs> this ain't nothing. I mean, what we're doing with these servos is nothing compared to what these helicopters guys are doing right in front of your face. Yeah. I mean, they're trusting them, you know, to, to hold up, and uh, which they are doing. So what, uh, like, what is kind of your go-to servo that you guys prefer? You know, we tried the 575s in the beginning on the steering, and um, Truy kind of talked us out of it. We've, uh, we like the 599s in the steering and buggy. And we've tested them in a Truggy. Um, Kyle doesn't run Truggy, but we've tested them in a Truggy. So that's in the 8-scale stuff you're talking, right? Yeah, 8-scale, um, all-nitro or electric 8-scale. Yep. Uh, the 599s, and then the um, 575 on the throttles. Five cent, like, is that the, uh, you guys using the Slims or just the regulars? No, those are both the regulars. The 599 and 575. Well, the 575 has an SL2, which is the Slim. Yeah. Now. Anyways, no, right on. So you guys, yeah, you guys are more into the 8-scale oh, stuff yeah, than 10th, yeah. eh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we haven't um, really tested any of the 10-scale stuff. You know, we have drivers out there that, you know, give us feedback, uh, Hunter LaFlower, um, stuff like that. But, you know, um, yeah, the servos are working out great, especially for 8-scale. Uh, mostly the 599s, the guys. Right. Are. Yeah, like I was saying, me and Matt are running. You run the... You run I, the I run the DS-1250s. I in, think I went my with, stuff. Uh, I like the the speed. Yeah, you uh, like the speed of them, and I think I went with twelve yeah. twenties. No, you went with twelve thirties or forties. Yeah. A little slower. A slower. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I'm, I'm the guy who likes to wait to the very last second to start steering. <laughs> so it needs to be fast. Because, yeah, even that doesn't help me sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just. Like I said, I can't speak enough about them. I, you know, I've had the I've had the DS twelve fifties. Mike's had a couple of the X sixes. What's the one there that we put in the boats? Those were just um, oh man, they weren't anything fancy, like twelve tens or whatever. Yeah, they were great. Oh, they're awesome. 
Who cares? The thing sinks and goes bye-bye. Who cares? You'd lost nothing. Bet you could still recover the servo and use it again. Probably. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So what's uh, what's kind of some of the upcoming races and stuff like that that uh, you guys plan to be going to and Kyle's going to be running in? Yeah, we're going to be at RCX next weekend. We're going to be running uh, that. And um, we're going to, after that, it's Silver State. So, you know, it's nonstop from here on out. Um, we're trying to make the Italy race, which is um, the Biddy race. Yeah. Our sponsors. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Only U.S. driver for Biddy Designs, and uh, so we're going to be planning on that race too. So, nice. And then back home, we're not going to do a lot of traveling. We're going to spend a lot of time here at this track and uh, getting it down and getting every setup possible that we can work on. Oh, you guys got one hell of a track there, man. Yeah, and you know, with us switching from Yugen to Kyosho, it was very rough for us in the beginning, you know. But it's turned out great. Kanai messages me. And uh, we feel a part of the team. It's it's a team effort, and uh, you know we're we're trying our best for him. And you know we're finally getting things down to where Kyle's comfortable with the car. Yeah, and comfortable working on it. Like Gord Tespin said, it takes six months if someone switches. You know, and it's about the six month period. Yeah, it's, it's been a struggle, but you know the team has been behind us and they're helping us, and that's what we all wanted a part of. You know? Well, we're pretty happy. So, what was uh, when when Kyle was with Mugen? Was he running the MB uh, the the seven series stuff, like with the pillow ball suspension or seven R? Yeah. 7R. So, yep. so I'd, I'd be kind of curious because we uh, Tim and I had asked uh, Truy uh, what he felt like the difference was between uh, from obviously like the Camberlink suspension to the pillow ball. So, I'm kind of wondering what Kyle felt going from like a pillow bar ball to Camberlink. You know. You would have to ask him that question. He's not here anymore. <laughs> yeah, I seen him. We ran away. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I haven't asked him that question. Um, so I know he drove the Mugen really hard. He he, he, um, he drove it harder than he does the Kyosho. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he ended up beating Tessman at our track. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of top drivers with that Mugen. But, you know... I think he's he's liking the Kyosho, and we're hoping for the same results here pretty soon at the Silver State. Yeah, I'm sure once he gets super comfortable with the car, it'll be it'll be over. Yes, it's 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 getting to that point to where I finally see him whipping the car, and he's you know comfortable going around the corners. You know, I was scared there for a while, but uh, you know, I think I think things are going to work out in the long run. Yeah, I got to get on a bigger track to try this whipping stuff. I'm not on any tracks that really have any jumps big enough to do it. The one jump that I think is quite big enough, it, it kind of starts into it, but there's not enough time to get it back out of it. It's like, yeah, it's not happening. These kids are whipping these cars in the corners now. I mean, you got Noah Dickerson. He's an MKS driver. If he's not doing good, he's out there whipping it and having fun. Yeah. Can do, you know, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> I know. I've seen, I've seen, well, it was... Uh, Joe and I think Lutz were doing whips that one of the yep. races, and I'm just shaking my head going, there's no way that car landed on its wheels. I don't know how that just happened. Like, what yeah. is going on here? They're, they're doing amazing stuff. You yeah. know, when I, when I was racing, <laughs> we were lucky to even, you know, get across a little bit. So. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, we definitely look forward to, to watching from all the way here in wonderful Canada on the other side of the country. And now, especially knowing you guys are in Vegas, now I have a great reason yeah, it's awesome. to want to go back to Vegas. Also looking and forward to those new it. hats. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a great facility, <laughs> RC Tracks of Las Vegas. They've poured a lot of money into it, and, uh, you know, it's a great facility, man. I, I'm, I'm hoping everybody can enjoy themselves. Oh, I had a blast on the 10 scale track. Cool. Like, it was... And once they put some water on it, I just shook my head and said, this is, this is so no. <laughs> it, it was a handful when it was dry, but you get some water on a track like that, Mike, and it's just like... Oh, it's so unfortunate that, again, you know, we say this like every single podcast. We just don't have it here. We no. just it's, it's so far out of our reach because for some reason there's just not enough interest, and it sucks. Like, it's just like, man, and to have to travel, you know, a day just to be able to get to a... I, I don't want to diss any of the tracks that are closer to us than a day, but really, it would take you a day to get to a track that is kick-ass. And like an outdoor eight-scale yeah, track? like yeah. just, you know, one of those places where you're like, okay, this is where the pros go. We need to go to you know? RJ's track. Yeah, his backyard track. Yeah, yeah. No, that'd probably be pretty nice. The one that was supposed to be a test track that turned <laughs> into a full-blown track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Right, Kyle's, Kyle's back if you want to ask him that question. Okay, so Kyle... You ran, yeah. you ran the Mugens prior with the pillow ball, and yeah. now you're running Kyosho with the Camberling style suspension. So we asked Trui this question uh, on the TSR uh, podcast. So I'm just kind of curious as you're going from one to the other, kind of like Trui went from one to the other. So what's, what's been the biggest difference in handling characteristics for you that you've found? Um, to be honest, um, a big re- like the big reason I like the Kyosho so much is when it came to like a, um, a groove track, it was just more precise. It felt like an on-road car. Okay. On the corners, and it steered smooth, plenty of steering, and it just hugged the corners super tight. And that's one of the reasons I actually liked it so much. Hmm. Hmm. See? Always getting different opinions. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It was. I wouldn't have asked it if it wasn't a question we had just asked True, because I would have never thought of it. But you, you don't realize how big of a difference in suspension going from a pillow bar, a ball to Camberlink or vice versa is. Like They are two completely different styles right so yes yeah we've messed with both mike you had the pillow ball stuff on that red cat wonderful piece of machinery oh that one that's in pieces in that bin that hit the tree yeah that one nice (laughs) early years of rc we got really close to trees mike always seemed to hit them (laughs) i still do yeah yeah you can be in a no 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 you don't hit trees now you've upgraded to metal pulls concrete pipes uh, well, you guys keep the hobby shops open. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> we could be in a place with, you know, a million square feet and only one pole in the middle, and I'll find it. Yeah, every time. <laughs> That's great. I'm the yeah. guy who flips his boat over in the middle of the pond yeah. and looks at everybody going, well, I'm glad I bought that inflatable boat. Who's coming with me? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we're we're quite the, quite the crew up here. You have yeah. no idea. Yeah, for sure. Can we do, uh, hey, when those new hats come out, can we do like a hat trade-in program where we send our old one in and get a new one? Oh, God, they wouldn't want my old one. <laughs> you know those hats I give to my dad? He's 84 years old. He must love them. He loves them, dude. <laughs> you know what? They're not bad. No, You know what it is? Like It's when you're up on the driver's stand and you have that bill that happens to be like three inches longer than any other hat. No, see, I don't have that problem. I don't like, I, I don't, I like fitted hats. Oh, I don't care about that. That's my thing. Because it's not a fitted hat, it's like, eh. Oh, muffin. The rest of it is okay. I don't mind the rest. You hear that? Don't make the next one's fitted hat so we won't want one. All right. <laughs> don't listen to him. All right, Kenny. Well, of course, thanks for coming on the NBM podcast. We do appreciate it. Um, I can't wait. My wife needs to hurry up and get her first year of her new job done and over with so we can go back to Las Vegas. 
Cause now, well, thanks you guys. Appreciate it, man. I hope you guys can make it down. If not, then you know you can watch the Worlds live here at uh, RC Tracks of Las Vegas, uh, 2016 Worlds. Oh, I'm so jealous. I know I'm not going to be there. I'm still excited. <laughs> oh. I know. I know. I could like I talked to Eddie because uh, he was working at RC Tracks when I was there, and uh, like just the look on his face when we started talking about the Worlds was just that look of like I like right here at home where i race you know what i mean like well i me personally i qualified with me again at the last worlds here held in vegas that's why it was so important for us to qualify for this world right and when we had our business things going down when we were at the nationals and you know it's it was heartbreaking you know yeah. so hopefully we get in there i think i think some people don't realize that yeah there's lots of professional rc racers but there's only a handful that even make remotely near enough money to live off of. For the most part, everybody is still having to work another full-time job to afford to continue to do the hobby, regardless of the sponsorship levels that they have. It, it happens to maybe, yes, offset their cost, maybe by a couple thousand dollars a year, but they're still at cost a lot of times to travel, to be here, to be there. And, and the reality is, is life happens. <laughs> you, you can't stop life, irregardless of what's happening and i think more people need to understand that aspect of the hobby like i'm sure some people think the podcast gets a ton of free stuff i think what i got a syringe of utter butter from from heath at cow rc and, <laughs> and some batteries from tim we'll send you guys some rc tracks of las vegas uh shirts and hats oh sure we're down uh, like charlie you don't even have to say i am gonna harass you and hurt no i'm kidding that's i awesome. love i love wearing all that kind of stuff because then people are like Where's that? You know, what is that? It just sparks up a conversation. Yeah. Our podcast shirts are great for doing that. You're heavy on the pee popping, bro. Yeah, I don't know. It's all good. It was cutting in and out left and right earlier, too. Yeah, that's this cable right here. This, uh, yeah, I got to clean it, apparently. Fail. Yeah, pretty much. All right, Kenny, well, we'll definitely be chatting in the near future. If you guys ever want to come on, you and Kyle, for anything or talk about anything or, you know, maybe if you guys are at a race and some wonderful leather racer does something pretty dirty and you guys want to say your piece you're more than welcome on this show anytime oh i, I won't be shy about that perfect that's what we like oh wait a minute if you just said that we have a game to play we oh have God. a game to play we played this game with ryan lutz before and it was quite hilarious so okay hang on i gotta bring up the the list hang on hang on we play. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this before, but a lot of places will play like a name association game. We spit out a name of an RC racer. You guys give us the first word that comes to your mind. All right. Get it? <laughs> oh, God. So, like, Ryan Lutz, for instance, if I could pop it up right now, you know, when we said Ryan Cavalier, he said Weiner. <laughs> He's laughing already. This might be pretty good. Let's see if I can find a decently update. Well, I guess it really doesn't matter. I just need a couple of names. Okay, so let's go with... How about... Uh, okay. I'm not even going to say his last name, but I'm going to go by the initials of his company, JQ. Oh, I got so many words. <laughs> you got to so, pick one. Oh, my God. I can't even come up with one. <laughs> what do you want to string a couple together? <laughs> <laughs> we can... <laughs> uh, yeah. He's a, he's a handful. Okay. There you go. There you handful. Go. Handful. Okay. We'll take how it. About, how about Cody King? Cody King. Very, oh, man. World champ. Excellent, dude. 
All right, Adam Drake. Oh, good friend. Nice guy. Yeah, we. I like Drake. He's cool. You can't say nothing bad about Drake. No, he's he's just too cool. Okay, yeah. Uh, a Kyle than I could say anything. <laughs> a, a, a teammate, a teammate of Kyle's, Jared Tebow. Um. No comment. Your hesitation speaks volumes. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Jared, I, I don't know Jared that well yet. He's, he, he's not a bad guy, what everybody else says about him. Okay, how about Lee Martin? Don't know him. Okay. Uh, Ryan Lutz. Um, Sasquatch? <laughs> uh, okay, Spencer Rivkin. Blow up all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is okay. One more, one more, one more. We'll finish with a good one. Ty Tessman. Ty Tessman. Amazing. Amazing. There you go. <laughs> Had to give you a softball at the end there. Actually. Oh, good times. Well, thanks for playing the little game there. Next time I'll be a little more prepared. Sometimes I never know if somebody wants to participate. Like we've done it before. Like, of course, we talked about Drake, right? He's just, he's a cool guy. Yeah, Drake, Drake didn't have a bad thing to say about anybody. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. Th- that's right. So you got to pick it. I think if he did, he wouldn't. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm perfect. a JQ. I'm a JQ thing. Um, you know, a lot of people misread them, and you know, I've never had a problem with them. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen him get in arguments with a lot of people, but uh, you know, he's never done us wrong. You know, I bought him pizza last year at Silver State. So if he doesn't buy me back lunch, then you know, ask me that question again. <laughs> okay. Be a different story, eh? Be a different story. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for Silver State. I remember watching it last year there and just, man, that last race, the track had some major holes in a few spots. And just watching it was just, I, I like the idea that they didn't keep filling them in. Like, you know, when you watch some races and they get like a huge crater somewhere, they'll try and fix it. But they, they left a lot of the, 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 the potholes and the ruts and stuff that were happening. And it really, I think, started showing who could handle the track changes and who couldn't i think that's what makes silver state you know uh, this year's going to be different it's hard packed it's uh you know there's not a lot of uh, holes <laughs> the, the track is holding up well with the chemical they put down mm-hmm. you won't see the same silver state as last year but uh last year was amazing kyle put down the fastest single lap out of anyone there and was winning the b main until he ran out of fuel and uh way to go dad we, we like the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine if my dad were my pit guy and I ran into the field. We'd look, I'd just look down and be like, that one's on you. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not perfect. <laughs> as long as you try. That's all that counts. I'm trying, man. That's all that counts. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for coming on the MM Podcast. We're going to take another break. And we'll be back with more of the show. And again, thank you to to Kenny and Kyle for coming on the MBM podcast. Guys, go out there and check out MKS. Check out Kyosho. Who else do you guys got? Biddy Designs, Proline, VP Fuels, mm-hmm. uh, LRP, LRP Airtronics. I'm trying to figure. He's out looking here. for a body or something. Looking for a body. That's so okay. Uh, Everybody does it. Ty does it too. Ticket One Graphics has been amazing to us, and. Um, RC Tracks of Las Vegas is a big one of our big sponsors behind us. Um, so thank you to all those guys. And Chris is awesome. Airtronics too. There you go. 
All right, guys, that's uh, we're gonna we'll be back after this little break. I had to get the screen up. Here I am stalling again. I like telling everybody when I stall. It's more fun that way. We'll be back after this break. Are you looking for a custom t-shirt, hoodie, pit mat, or even custom vinyl for your house or home? Look no further than Dutch Oven Designs. They take pride in giving you the highest amount of detail in your design that is possible. All this while offering their products at a reasonable cost. Dutch Oven Designs. Quality is just a standard for them. Okay, we're back from another break. Uh, on with us now on the MBM podcast, our second guest of the evening, Paul Lemieux, uh, team driver for X-Ray, uh, part our owner operator of Gravity RC and Motive, which I just found out about last night. <laughs> so, how are you doing this evening, Paul? I'm uh, doing good. We're at uh, we're at the Royal Onward Nationals right now, the Carpet Nationals, and um. Just trying to get all my team guys scored away and get to get my car going so I can compete. And, um, yeah, just kind of hustling away here. Nice. Yeah, well, of course, thank you very much for taking time to talk to us when you're at the Nats because I, I could imagine that's probably pretty chaotic at the moment and oh, lots, yeah. <laughs> lots going on. Um, but for yeah. people that don't know uh, who you are, how about you just give everybody a brief idea who, what, where, when, and how and mm -hmm when you got into this wonderful hobby that's now turned into such a uh, great career for you? Yeah. Um, I started when I was about 13. Um, my stepbrothers had a, had some sort of a Traxxas vehicle and I just pretty much fell in love with that right away. And then, um, my, me and my mom and my brothers lived in Milwaukee that happened to have tracks that hobbies, one of the nicest racetracks in the country. And, um, and we, we kind of saw, sawed that out and um i was able to make lots of friends and mentors and um all kinds of all kinds of uh connections there and um just kind of kind of spawned from there and um i don't know i mean i guess um you could say i turned quote unquote professional when i was maybe uh 18 or something like that and um just been traveling ever since and getting you know a ton of help and support from individuals and companies along the way. And, uh, yeah, here I am today. Awesome. Awesome. So <clears throat> I got to ask, so where did the idea to do gravity RC come from? Like what, what, what spawned that? Um, that was kind of a thing where I, I'd always thought about trying to get into the business end. Um, and just knowing that, uh, you know, being a, a racer is not going to last super long even if it lasts for a few years you're pretty lucky and um you know i didn't know about the prospects of uh working for for other companies and as like team manager roles or product development or you know taking more of a desk job at a company because i never really went to school or anything like that to pick up like a like a serious skill that could uh you know like an engineer or anything like that that could that could help an RC company, but I knew I kind of wanted to be in the industry. So, so I started that and, um, you know, just little, little products here and there that, that tend not to compete with, with my current sponsors slash employers. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of how gravity, how gravity started. So I started doing some tires and if I had a product idea that 
didn't align itself with any of the companies I was working with already, then I would just do it myself. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I've talked to a few people, and like I said, I have the million weight um, diff putty, which is oh man, <laughs> holy <laughs> man. You know, I, I knew it was some pretty uh, impressive stuff before I got it, and then when I got it. And I started working with it. I just sat down and I shook my head and went, "What have I gotten myself into with this?" <laughs> Try, trying to clean it, it ended up all in your hair. And <laughs> clean, uh, trying to clean it out is actually, I think, the more difficult part. Yeah, that was entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it's, getting it in is not so bad. M- Moo Clean worked very well for cleaning yeah, it out. Yeah, it However, does. I went through probably about three quarters of a can. <laughs> oh really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Oh, that stuff is just something else. You're definitely making a commitment when you go to million weight diff fluid. <laughs> Never mind million weight. They do two and a half and 20 million. Yeah. Are you imagine? To, holy God. Uh, I, 20 million must be like cement. Yeah, it's um, it's almost the consistency of like silly putty, literally. But it's still, it still is a liquid. So right. you, actually, it's much easier to handle. Um, it just, it, it will break up and kind of separate itself but it eventually it does come back uh come back to a complete liquid so it's kind of a neat, neat so so what would you use 20 million for like what was your application that made you want 20 million weight diff fluid um i was always looking for something a little thicker than the 2.5 because even as thick as that stuff is a lot of people still use like putty or earplugs or you know various things in front discs just so it has a little bit of give and um the two and a half million is still a little bit softer in in a differential than than those types of things. So, um, and and I'm assuming this is a, more in the on road world then, right? I think so. I've actually sold some of the stuff to uh, to some pretty high profile guys. Will re- remain nameless in the off road market that like run the big A scale truggies and stuff like that. I think they may be putting in possibly in center dips and stuff like that too. Oh, oh my god! Hell. Holy jeez! <laughs> oh, that's just dangerous. <clears throat> hey, well, it still have some diff action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When when everything else is locked up. <laughs> oh my god! That's so, crazy. I just want to buy a jar of it just to see it. <laughs> That's awesome. 20 million. That is craziness. Well, it's kind of funny. I was talking to, um, who was I talking to? It was just, uh, this, this, um, wife of a, of a racer. She, she travels everywhere with her husband and her, her, her son. And I guess they picked up one of the gravity propel, um, deals. I have to tell you, wherever you came up with that idea, however you managed to get that pulled up, Good on you, man. Like, that thing is, like, that is just awesome. And, Mike, if you don't know what I'm talking about, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bottle that you put, like, um, like, simple green you can put in it, and then you pressurize it with, like, a bike pump, and then it's, like, an aerosol of simple green. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty nifty. So where, 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 where do you figure something like that out? Um, it's a, it was actually an existing product from a local company. Um, that I kind of stumbled upon, and I just had them kind of customize it a little bit for for RC use, um, just in terms of making it look a little bit cooler with manitizing and and what nozzles and things like that 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 we would want to use as opposed to like the automotive industry and things like that. So um, it wasn't it was it was an idea that I had, and I researched it online and found 
existing products that were similar. And one of the manufacturers happened to be right in my backyard. So I was like, oh, wow, uh, we'll go have a meeting with them and see if we can move some. Hmm. Nice, nice. Okay, so now i got to get into some, some real questions because as long as Mike has known me and since we started racing, I've always had this weird fascination with the on-road stuff because we race mostly carpet off-road. Because uh, it's what's easily available to us, and well, you're from Wisconsin, so you get the idea that it's not exactly 90 degrees nine months out of the year for us. Of There's snow on the ground for nine months out of the year, half the time. Yeah, where we are. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I, I, what's some basic information you give somebody like me who's a fair, fairly noob? Like, don't get me wrong, I got the off-road stuff down, but I don't even know where to start mm-hmm. if I want to build. Uh, an on-road car like what's better to build like a vta or a uh like a st- i don't know you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i mean i would recommend probably picking up a used during car chassis just because make the commitment to buy a brand new you know high-end touring car it can be pretty expensive and the, the serious racers are always picking up new models every single year so um you know look for a model that's a couple of years old or something that you can get for couple hundred bucks and um you know and then kind of choose the two classes that are really popular is the the vintage trans am class and also the usgp class they're more a little bit more like scale a little bit more realistic looking and not quite as intimidating when it comes to the speed of them and the tires last a really long time so it's more affordable and things like that so um that's kind of that's kind of where where we try and place the beginners now um it's a little bit of a shame because like the mini cooper class and those types of classes aren't really as popular as they they were maybe 10 years ago but um you know that could be an option too if if you can get a class going for like minis like they're 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 a blast so do you do you have like a a website or a place that you recommend for that this kind of information um in particular honestly not really i I know there's a lot of like used cars for sale on RC Tech, yeah, and stuff like that. You, you know, the, the information's out there. I'm I'm not off the top of my head though. I'm not really sure exactly where to send you. <laughs> no, that's cool. I just figured I'd ask. Okay, all right, yeah, because you know I've I've looked and you know I've mentioned to Mike a few times, like for an example, the associated TC4s. You can get those brand new for like 149 dollars. You know, like mm-hmm. so, th- I was always thinking of that because I'm sure parts are readily available for them. They're fairly straightforward platform, but it's I just I like the idea of it. Don't get me wrong; I like the off-road stuff we're doing, but take the jumps out of there, and man, it could get real interesting yeah. because now you don't have to worry about landing. You just got to keep it on the tires. <laughs> yeah, I wish there was a, a little bit more of a turnkey, you know, type of thing like like a trash to slash class for on-road. But right now, there's there's really not, but um. You know, that would be something that someday, you know, maybe we would like to work on. Yeah, that would definitely be cool. Okay, so let's, since since we kind of covered that, so basically try and look into like a VTA kind of class, which I think I've kind of heard the buzz about. That's probably the easiest thing to kind of get into uh, the on-road mm-hmm. kind of deal. So that's good. So let's talk a little bit about Motive. Um, obviously, Motive has uh, batteries, motors, um, some other... Um, uh, some other accessories as well. So, like, uh, where, where does where does this come from? Um, Motive is it's mainly electronics and accessories. We don't do speed controls, chargers, um, just motors, batteries, and and accessories related accessories right now. 
um, that was just a, a company that I had the opportunity to be involved with at the beginning, at kind of its birth. Um, and the, in respect of being a, a team racer and also helping develop the product line. Um, so that started really last January. Um, so really the company is not even a year old um, so from when we started selling products. Um, and that was just, uh, again, an opportunity for me with um, when I was racing and, and helping Thunder Power with, with some product development and customer service stuff and also racing for them. And um, that that deal ended on, on good terms and all. But um, so I just found the opportunity to, to kind of jump in ground floor with Motive. Nice. Nice. That's yeah. They, awesome. I've been looking. Like I've been looking at uh, some of the motors and and the battery options and stuff like that. It's just it's you know I've seen it popping up on Facebook here and there, and I've, I've you know I've seen it and skimmed by it. But um, like I said, when I heard that you were involved in it, I really started checking it out. And it's just it's uh it's it's nice to have another option. I guess is what I'm really thinking. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. because we always we all know the the big brands that are out there. You know the 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 Reedies, the LRPs, the Tekins, the this, the that, you know what I mean, and and, and it's kind of nice, like I said, to kind of have a, another option that uh, I don't know. They look kind of nifty. I think that's I, yeah. I've, I've said this to Mike before. I don't really care how great the motor is if it looks really cool. Well, at least it looks really <laughs> cool, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it seems like everyone was kind of ready, was kind of ready for the brand, and um, you know, everyone's been very receptive to it. And, it was cool to be involved with with it from the beginning and just creating the image of the company and um, learning how to promote something at a little bit different level than I ever did with with Gravity RC for sure. I like I like the Mike. You see these motors at all? Yeah, I was looking at them. You, yes. you see the packaging they come in? Yeah, the tube. That's kind of different and cool. Yeah, I like it. At least you don't get uh, teak and sticky snot all over your motor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard that podcast uh, or not, Paul, but. They use like this. No, they, they use this like glue on the in the box so the motor doesn't rattle around. But it's like oh, it okay. looks like a big wad of snot stuck to the side <laughs> of your motor when you pull it out of the box yeah, sure. and you got to peel off. And we were talking to Randy Pike, and even he was saying it. He's like, yeah, he was like, it does, it really does. He's like, they got to come up with something <laughs> a little bit better. But it is what it is, and it just that's what we call it—the teak tea and sticky snot. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> So, Paul, do you race uh, off-road at all, like 10-scale off-road or, or anything like that? Because, I, like, I know on-road's kind of been your your mainstay. Yeah, um, I have a little bit. Nothing nothing to, nothing to really credit myself with too much, though. Hmm. What are you doing next weekend? <laughs> um, my daughter's birthday. Oh, okay. oh. fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so, that wins. I, I'm going to be in your state. I'm going to be down in Madison, Wisconsin uh, with the guys at uh, Marca. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm going to gonna try my foray with guys that get to race on a regular basis. I'm going to get my butt kicked. I know it. I yeah, they, run, uh, they run carpet off-road there. I think they're on foam tires, so you might want to get your foam tire game going. Oh, yeah. Oh, or not, or not. I'm, all, I'm all hooked up with Rick uh, Seffrood <laughs> over at Gone Bananas. I've been... I've been using his tires now for a uh, little over a year, yeah. and yeah, he's our he's our cool. right hand man. <laughs> awesome, awesome. They, they are they are something else. I cannot get over the grip you can get out of them on carpet. It's just <laughs> that's awesome. It, it's insanity. Well, Paul, are you you're at the track there? Um, are we interrupting you in anything you got to do? Or 
Um, not not exactly. I mean, there's plenty to be done, but uh, I want to make sure. To oh yeah, no, we don't want to. We don't want to. Anything you want to talk about? Hold you up either, because I can imagine what it's like uh, being there. What what's the what's the atmosphere? I guess uh, for everybody that's out there, you know, what is the atmosphere like there? Um, you know, kind of just the general census of what's going on. Um, it's really cool. I mean, um, Drew Ellis, another another driver, um, also races for X-Ray. Um, he started this track about four years ago, and it used to be in a mall, and then he moved it into a building, and he's just making improvements all the way along. And it's now, it's now probably you know on par with easily the nicest uh, the nicest indoor carpet track in the country so the atmosphere is really good i mean roars here doing tech and and um you know the competition is is really good at being a national and um yeah i mean so far so good for everybody i think yeah i'm assuming live rc's there because i think i just clicked on the event yeah i'm I'm doing the same thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i'm watching the live broadcast right now Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, there's definitely a live broadcast. and uh, I, I, We should send them a message. Yeah, Find sure. Paul Lemieux, put him on camera. He's talking to us. <laughs> Tell him to wave. Tell him to wave. <laughs> wonder, I wonder if Eric Jensen's there. Um, not yet. He, may, he could be showing up, though, for sure. We'd be able to convince him to do it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, we talk with Eric quite a bit, and uh, it's just it's so amazing, some of the guys you meet as you do this. and you know, Just awesome, oh, awesome yeah. people. That's that's kind of yeah. my uh, that's my favorite part. I think of this whole RC industry is not you know the cars and everything you do is awesome, but a lot of times the people you meet are just as good. You know, oh, those yeah, look like uh, F one cars out good, there right now. Sorry, Paul. No, I was saying it's it's a, a good sense of community. You know, even worldwide, it's, yeah. it's nice to know that you know you can find someone that you have that you can get in contact with anywhere you go in the world. Really. For sure. And uh, who, uh, like, who's your sponsors? Uh, right now it's um, X-Ray, uh, Futaba, Protoform, Motive, obviously, uh, Gravity, obviously. Um, Hobbywing is a big sponsor with the speed controls. Um, I'm sure there's a few Hootie for tools, and um, I know I'm missing a bunch of them, but uh, those, are the, those are the main ones. Right, on. you you run uh, Futaba uh, servos as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rails and servos, right on. Wow, that's pretty cool. I know, I love watching these cars. I want to I want to build on road stuff now, bro. This is going to be a problem. <laughs> I can see it already. This is awesome. Yeah, I wish I was more familiar with it. I guess you know we we try and cover as much RC stuff on our podcast as we can, and and. Man, I think we're missing out on a whole huge section of it. Oh, I'm sure. There's so much that we don't even know about, man. Huh. Like these things. We're going to have to I, do I like, more research. I, I like this idea there about starting with the, uh, not with the Camaros or whatever, but what was the what was the other one you had suggested? I already forget. <laughs> oh, there's the, the USGT and the, yeah. the Trans Am. The, they all pretty much use touring car chassis, so the USGT it is nice cars because... Would be fun. Pretty much, you just pick up a cheap used one and, and throw a body on it and go have some fun. So yeah, yeah. it's accessible in, in that in that respect, at least. What kind of uh, what kind of batteries you run? Um, motive batteries. Motives. Okay. Have, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, they're two cell, two cell five thousand is what I have in my car now. A lot of the guys run our seventy eight hundred, but uh, it's funny because the the stock racers actually prefer the seventy eight hundred, and the modified racers often prefer the five thousand. 
it seems counterintuitive, but um, just with the with the higher milliamp hour, you're you're taking a sample of the battery that's um, at a higher voltage, mm-hmm. basically. So um, even though it's high runtime, you know you're not drawing a lot with a stock motor, but the cut of what you get is a is a higher voltage cut. So right. a lot of so pretty much all of our stock drivers are on the the big runtime 7800 batteries, and then the modified guys. So um, so what, what turn? What turn motor is stock? Because, like, I know for the off-road, we normally talk about 17.5. Like, is it different? or? Yeah, the, the Premier class is a 17.5 touring car. Um, and then the, the GT, the, the US GT class is 21.5. And the Trans Am class, um, it kind of hovers between 21.5 and 25.5, to the best of my understanding. Holy but, man. Um, and then there's, there's Formula One as well, which is 25.5. So uh, I'm assuming though the cars are still ridiculously fast even at 25.5. Yeah, I, I think just with the technology, it's it's kind of hard to slow stuff down. I think in all in all forms of racing, they struggle. You know, I mean they they took uh, took length off of uh, you know the NHRA drag cars and now they're still back up over 300 you know <laughs> miles an hour. It's kind of it's it's kind of a battle, but uh, you know for sure the 25.5 is is probably the future for a lot of these classes. I can believe it though. Like Mike, we got guys that run seventeen five blinky with us. No, I know. And it's like I don't know how their car's that fast. That just doesn't make any sense. And you guys are running? Are these like uh, what we're watching right now? Like are these guys on on foams or rubbers? Rubber tires. tires. Rubber tires, eh? Yeah. At this event, they're on the 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 gravity type C tire. It's a pre-mounted, kind of a harder compound tire made to last. Right on. It's incredible. Like, look how fast they, man. It's just I know. unbelievable. I know. I know. <laughs> we got to build these for the summer in the parking lot. I think this would be a blast. I just don't, yeah. yeah I don't know how, yeah. We'll build them dirt cheap. <laughs> I have to put a lift kit on them. <laughs> well, maybe. Well, it depends on the parking lot we use. <laughs> as long as we're not trying to run them on my road, we're fine. Oh, uh, I got commercialed. Oh, you should have logged in. Well, all right, Paul. Well, we won't hold you up much longer. Of course, we want to say thank you very much for being on the MBM podcast. Um, you've opened Absolutely. up our eyes a little bit more. So maybe if we get a little bit more familiar with on road, yeah, I think I think we'll put together a build and then we'll put it past not like not a build, but just you know what we're looking at and then run it by you and get some input and Absolutely. you know get your ideas on what you we got, should you do. You got my number now, so yeah, you're in trouble. No, I've been pretty good about it. <laughs> Except he did say in one message, blow my phone up. It's like, oh, man, <laughs> you're lucky I have a Canadian phone number and it cost me like 25 cents a text message to send you or you might just get 100 text messages. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's good. We definitely appreciate that. And, and uh, we do cool. we do reach out when, we, when we're looking for, for an answer. We have a question or something for sure. Somebody's looking for something. We always send people uh, in the right direction or try to anyways. Yeah, yeah. And actually, what 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 I'd Absolutely. like to what I'd like to get from you, I was looking just at your shirts. Is the do you have um, the vector of your G logo yeah. that, that yep. we can get from you to put onto uh, some of our shirts that we get made? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll get that. I'll we'll Matt. I'll get Matt to reach out to you. Uh, we'll get it over to our buddy there at uh, Dutch, Dutch Oven, Oven Designs. Designs. I'm not sure if you've heard of him or not. That's somebody you might want to look into too. Uh, he does vinyls and. Shirts and all sorts of cool stuff. Edwin Hartman, awesome. yes, yeah. We use him to uh, 
get our shirts, and I'd be more than happy to slap your logo onto my, uh, I, what are you going to call it, self uh, MBM podcast team shirt, we'll call it. Yep, there you go. There we go. We just did it. We legitimized it. <laughs> Look out. Now we're in trouble. No, we love uh, promoting all the guys we talk to. So. Cool. And, and Motive, too. If Motive has the uh, vector, too, it's good to get. Definitely. Perfect. We can get that set up. Yep. We'll do awesome. It. Awesome. Love it. Well, again, thank you very much, Paul. We're going to take a quick break, guys. We'll be back right after these wonderful words. Best of luck, eh, Paul, out there uh, yeah, in your racing. <laughs> thank now you. I, have, I, now, now I have a reason to too. watch. All right. We'll be right back <laughs> after care. this message. Hey, guys. It's Matt here. Just want to stop in and take a minute to tell you about Gone Banana Racing Skins. Rick over there is making foam tires custom made on any kind of rim that you can possibly send them from anything from a 10 scale buggy upwards of clod buster uh, tires I've seen him do. He's doing speed run wheels. If you guys are ever interested in getting any kind of rim covered in foam, get a hold of Rick over at Gone Banana Racing Skids. He's doing custom foam tires that others just won't do. So we're back, and no, I haven't unmuted your guys' microphones yet because I don't need to do a ton of editing. Okay, you guys are good now. So we're back. Last segment of the MBM podcast. We'll cover Yay, a few things. We made it. <clears throat> Kyle over there is dying. He has a mouth a infection. Slow death. He, he had a tooth pulled the other day, which he's like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be good. <laughs> Yesterday was horrible. Today's even worse because now I think he's developed a sinus infection. Oh, yeah. it's <laughs> Just shoot me now. Didn't we tell you to not eat that yellow snow? <laughs> it was the brown stuff, I think. Oof. It might have been the red stuff from all the power steering fluid he had everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so I think... Uh, you know what we need to do is is we need to come up with like a theme song for <laughs> Man Van. No, 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 no. Man Van. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even laugh because it hurts. <laughs> we got to get a picture. We call it Man Van 2.0. I call it Man Van 2.0 now. Um, I think on the last show, we probably talked about some of the issues Kyle was having with his well, power steering pump. I, I think we were talking about when they got stuck. Slash steering rack. Yeah, I think yeah, we talked about him getting out. We talked about the issue of yeah. so, being stuck. <laughs> so Kyle finally gets his, tri- his, his Man Van home, and he goes... And exchanges his power steering pump for uh, a replacement because he's got, what, lifetime on that thing? Lifetime warranty because yeah. I already changed it uh, when I bought it back in, what, the fall? Yeah. So he goes over and he gets a new power steering pump thinking there's something wrong with the power steering pump. He gets home, puts it on, bleeds the system, does all that stuff. <laughs> and fail. And he has explosions of... No, no. Um... <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I had steering for about five minutes uh, well, before yeah, but, it got stiff again. But when but when you were when you were bleeding it, you had a, occasions of explosions of power <laughs> steering fluid. Oh yeah, the air bubbles coming out. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Needless to say, Kyle doesn't like listening to instructions and decided, well, I'm going to do it with the car running. It can't be that bad. No, it was. I did it without it running first. I thought all the air was out of it. It was sucking air in somewhere, and 
Well, there was volcanic eruptions coming out of it. <laughs> well, clearly there was a problem, right? So, oh, yeah. There was a major so issue. So you changed the steering pump. It didn't fix the problem. So then, because you'd also changed the power steering rack in the vehicle and you'd changed the power steering pump originally. Yep. We so. started the, I started thinking, well, dude, it's got to be something with the rack. There's got to be something all messed up with it. So out comes the steering rack. But it came out really quick. But here's the funny part. Here's the whole adventure. You know, Kyle's the kind of guy who procrastinates with things. So he didn't go ahead and send the old one in so he could get his core deposit back and start his warranty. No, no, no. He didn't do that. He waited until he needed to replace the rack to do that. Well, who would have thought a rack's <laughs> going to go in four months? <laughs> True. So, so we run over. We literally roll this power steering rack up into the biggest piece of cardboard I can bring home from work. <laughs> we tape it with probably about... Two rolls of tape from the dollar store. Oh, God. <clears throat> we bring it into pack and ship. Kyle slaps the label on it. <laughs> the guy goes, yep, this will do. He just kind of takes it and puts it in the back room. And uh, the lady, of course, uh, we got a we got weather when it was getting shipped, so it got held up. Yeah. And the lady knew it was in transit and everything like that, and so they kind of procrastinated on... on I they wanted to receive Googled, it, right? Yeah, they wanted it to be closer, but I Google mapped it, and it was like, like an two hour. hours away yeah. from them. <laughs> I'm like, how much it's coming from us up here to Detroit, Michigan? It's yeah. like a five-hour drive. drive. <laughs> we should have just drove it down. Yeah. We should have. <laughs> like, honestly. So they finally get it. Kyle gets a hold of the lady, and the lady says, okay, well, it's going to be X amount of dollars uh, deposit. Um, and when we get yours... Then we'll give you your money back minus shipping, right? Yeah, I think it was like forty bucks for shipping or so, something. So like of course, because Kyle's in the position he's in where it doesn't matter, he can't drive his man van anyway. He says, to the Lady, well, why don't we skip that whole thing where you get a deposit? I just send you the thing and pay you the difference because he they owed him some money for his core deposit. She's like, So I'll just pay you the difference that I owe you for shipping, and then you can as soon as you see that I've shipped mine, you can send me a new one. I think they still waited till he received it, though, they right? They still waited. Yeah. <laughs> but it worked out. You didn't have to give him money and wait for a deposit and wait for a refund and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because with our exchange weight being, I think it was like $160, so it would have been like 300 bucks Canadian. So <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So, so during this whole situation where he's waiting for, this power, for the, the steering rack, I suggest to him, hey, Kyle, why don't you go across the river? And exchange that power steering pump again. Just why not? Because I was on the phone with him when he was trying to run the car and bleed it. And, you know, you, I'm sure everybody's heard the, the whine of a power steering pump. Mm. Yeah, trust me, things did not sound healthy when he was trying to get the original system back up and running. <laughs> oh. Kyle's like, no, 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 the power steering pump's fine. The, the fluid swirls around like there's no tomorrow. It, it, it's still fine. So he, he doesn't listen. Typical Kyle. That's just me. <laughs> he gets home. He gets the new power steering rack in. He gets everything plumbed, everything hooked up, starts bleeding it, starts bleeding it, starts bleeding it. Same problem. Has steering for a little while, then no steering. What happens at this point, Kyle? Well, power steering pump came out yet again. <laughs> yeah, oh. but what happened before it came out? Oh, yeah. So I changed the return line on to complete solid rubber hose coming right from the rack to the power steering <laughs> reservoir. Because you had a couple of splices. Because there was a couple of splices, and I figured maybe it's taking air in there somewhere. And I was just cursing the truck all day. <laughs> I said, if this doesn't work, I'm going to burn, burn it, it to, to the, the ground. ground. Doesn't the return line blow off? <laughs> the new all, one? The new one. 
the clamps weren't tight enough, and it shot power steering fluid all over the manifold. Well, didn't the thing just burst into a ball of flames because it atomized oil? Oh my god! I literally just walked away from the truck. I said, "Burn to the ground." I come, I come back about ten minutes later. It didn't even melt a wire. Didn't even melt a wire. I'm like, you stupid. Yeah. So so away you went taking the pad. <laughs> he calls me and tells me this. I said, so are you going to exchange? He's like, yeah, I've already called them. They got one over there. I just got to get over. Needless to say, I can change a power steering pump, pull the <laughs> reservoir off of it, and put it on the new one because, of course, they don't give you one with the new pump. Hey, at least you didn't break it in all the times you've taken it off, put it back on. Yeah, surprisingly, 300,000 kilometers on it. It should be pretty brittle, that plastic. Because <laughs> it bolts right in. There's a little spout on yeah. it that goes right into the pump. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they couldn't. So you figure the, the second pump was bad, too? It was, because I put in the third pump, and, and five minutes of bleeding. You know what? I've had alternators what? like that <clears throat> from Canadian Tire. Well, they're all rebuilt. Eh? Yeah, even though they're new, yeah. they're not new. None of those are new. No, no, they're all remanufactured. Well, and the issue is to the Dodge, well, unless you buy the five hundred dollars ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they're the brand new. The Dodge Durango's always had an issue. They were the first ones to come out with a rack and pinion steering system on a full size vehicle, so it's a little weak. The power steering pump, my water pump, is bigger than the pump housing itself. <laughs> <laughs> That's how small this power steering pump is. I go out and start up my truck, and you can hear the whine of it. There's no re- like, there's no retrofit for it. Like, to no, bolt a there's no one? way to put a bigger one on it. No, it's it's just it is what it is. They've got a weak power steering system. Mine was the guinea pig for it, and well, now I've got to deal with the issues of it. And Kyle was excited, needless to say, when he got his man van back on the road. Oh yeah, because I just lifted it and put the new tires and everything <laughs> on it, and I think I drove maybe fifty kilometers on it before it <laughs> blew up and got parked for two weeks. And that's why I call it Man Van Two because now it's on the road, and now there's now we're playing the game of. When is it going to fail again? No, it should be 3.0 because I completely rebuilt that thing what? when I got it. Oh, wow. The parts yeah. that I put into that thing, including the rack and pinion <laughs> Man steering. Man steering 2.0. Yeah. 3.0. Yeah, 3.0. Oh, He's yeah, changed true. the steering. I've changed the steering <laughs> twice in it. Note to self, do not buy those parts. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you buy them, it's got a lifetime warranty. So No, I know. And that's the weird part is you'd figure that they'd be better built. They offer a lifetime warranty, but they also make it a nightmare. No, they just they take the core back. They literally the first the second rack that I well the original rack that I put in that I bought had an issue with it. I think the pinion yeah, was you, that, worn that out, and when I'd go lock to lock, it'd skip a tooth, and I'd have to go back the other way to skip it back. Otherwise, the steering would be a quarter turn off. Mm. <laughs> so all they literally do is they peel it apart. They change the inner tie rod ends and boots, the seals in it that blew up, and ship it out to you. Hope somebody doesn't get that one. Sucks to be them. My luck, it'd probably come back to me again. <laughs> the best part is when you got it back on the road, you come over, he's like, yeah, I need to borrow jack stands. Why? I need to do an alignment. Yeah. <laughs> it's way off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That other rock was so far out of whack. <laughs> I measured all the where the yeah, tie yeah. rods go in and measured. He I figured, figured that should put it right back to where it was. Yeah, no way off. No, the left tire was sticking out almost like it was making a left turn. And <laughs> like, yeah, this isn't right. Oh, that's hilarious. Good and times. Then, and then we took Kyle, what, two weekends ago there, Mike? 
Racing with us? We took him racing with us? Ago, yeah. yeah. That was funny. It was good times. It was a good time. My first real race in person. Now we got confirmation there's racing this weekend. Finally. Yay! Yay! You want to come racing, Kyle? You know, with the kids. Yeah, you know. I'm probably probably only bringing one car, too, this time again. So I might bring the other one to work on. Yeah. I'm bringing all mine. I still, well, I got my four wheel drive in pieces literally over there. It'll probably end up in pieces if I drive it. As long as the Hemi doesn't show back up, we're (laughs) going to be good to go. Oh, my God. The wild Hemi. God. That was, oh, my God. I. Like, I'm not ashamed to talk about it here, folks. You know, like, I kind of. I don't even know why I went. At first, I, I should have just felt bad. I should have just stayed home that I day. I can still <laughs> taste the rubber in my mouth from blowing up your donut. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, but yeah, I was so bad. I was in so much pain. Well, Facebook, where are my videos? I hate to laugh about it, but it was quite hilarious. Oh, it is hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I'll be the first to admit it. Oh, my photos, maybe? I got some video. <laughs> Kyle and I were kind of... They're not... I don't understand it. How can I not find my... Oh, right here. Videos. Go to your videos. Yeah, I know. See, the problem is, is was the type of Hemi. Because believe it or not, there, you can you, if you do some research, there's all sorts of different types you can get. <laughs> I don't want any of them. No. But it was funny. Oh, were you going to play the audio to these videos? Yep. Okay, you still got to play the audio. Just leave them alone. Leave the hammy alone. <laughs> oh, it's still muted. Natalia. Wait, wait, wait. We got to restart it. That <laughs> was in Walmart. Yeah. Following the wild wildebeest, <laughs> Natalia, in its natural habitat. <laughs> I'm just Walmart. waddling because my bum hurt. We had to be very quiet. We do not want to disturb the beast. <laughs> it's just hemorrhoid. <laughs> Me explode. <laughs> <laughs> so this is in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, Walmart. Mike had to get a couple of supplies. Uh, I think we were grabbing at that point. We were walking to get the duct tape, duct tape for Casey. <laughs> so we finally get to St. Ignace, where we go for Big Boy as we normally do for the Buffet. And of course, I'm part two of the wild Hemi <laughs> in his foreign habitat. <laughs> We have to be quiet as he approaches. <laughs> He's hungry <laughs> and looking for bacon. <laughs> it was true. I'm making a docu series. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't post the other one, but uh, uh, I think it's on my phone. But anyway, so we had a good time racing there. Uh, it, it was uh, entertaining, the least. Little did I know, I was driving a broken four-wheel drive buggy the entire time. Man, that was such a good day, though. Like, regardless of how much pain I was in, man, like, we were doing well, like, considering. Like, yeah, man, we have come a long way. I know. And it's so much better. And uh, it's just, it's so nice. Like, I can't believe you gave me the remote to your 3.0. Oh, I told you. I don't care. It was good. It was good. It was nice. <laughs> the, Tekken, uh, the Tekken Gen 3 motor wasn't bad at all. Was, yeah, you know, I just we I needed know, to I'm turn un- the timing up on it a little I'm un- more. Yeah, I'm undecided on it still. I haven't mm-hmm. had enough time with it. I I was running the uh, Trinity D three point five whatever Maxzilla. Yeah, 
which I guess technically, how do you compare those two motors? You really can't because one's Aurora approved and one's, one's not. not. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, if you were going to Aurora event, I guess it would make things quite difficult to, you wouldn't be able to run that, that no, D3.5. No, you'd have to go with one of the, <coughs> now, I, my understanding is. No, they're saying the Phantom, whatever, the Trinity Phantom $160 motors there. Apparently, Aurora approved and run just as good as the D3.5s. But $160 a motor? Uh, WTF, folks. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, that's that's American. And as Kyle uh, repeated earlier, tag on another 40% to that, you know, or let's just call it 50% to make it easier. That's another 75 bucks Canadian. Yeah. You know, so now you're talking two hundred. Yeah, I think the FR ones or something like that, right? The Phantom FR FR ones. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. And like you're talking, they start at like a hundred and fifty bucks. I think. Uh, hang on, I'm looking right now. And if you're gonna buy one, you might as well buy the one with the custom tuned bearings. Like you're not gonna buy that motor and not get some of the add-ons. Well, but that's it. Like, so I'm sure most of you guys are familiar with Phantom motors. If you're not, uh, PhantomRacing.com has them. Uh, for instance, right now I'm looking at a 13.5 turn FR1 Spec Edition brushless racing motor. Now, Spec, it's built uh, with their, um, you know what I mean, their stuff. The only options you have are the stators. That's the only thing you can change on the Spec mm-hmm. ones, right? Then you can get into the 13.5 FR1 Team Edition br- brushless racing motors. Now, with this one, you have your stator options. You can ask them to reshim the motor or the rotor. Um, you have rotor options as well as the stator options, bearing options, which vary from do not change, so you're using chrome steel, to the ABEX 7 hybrid ceramic bearings. Uh, they'll dyno test it and send you the little printout. Um, they'll rotor strength test it, which um, I'm sure some of you guys have seen those. Um, the What the hell's the name of it now? I know what you're talking about. It's just, it's literally a little thing. You put the magnet on there mm-hmm. and you roll it over and it shows you what one side is. You roll it over. So, so they'll do that. The rotor strength test for you. They'll coil resistance test it. So here, let's try this. Let's go with. Okay. So these are the, wait a minute. Stator options. See recommendations and description. Where is that? Yeah. there's a, They recommend a bunch of different, like for what you're racing. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So they got the Type M. So we'll just select one. It doesn't matter. The price doesn't change depending on which stator you go with. So we'll say, uh, yes, let's uh, reshim it with Teflon shims, and, and it'll, they'll actually give you two extra. That's an extra five bucks. Rotor options. Uh, we'll go with, how about we go with the Roar Legal 12.5 high torque, ultra select, an extra 15 bucks. Whoa, there's one in here that's an extra 40. Oh, no, we're good. Well, yeah, it actually would be. Anyway, uh, let's see your bearing, ABEX. And, and while you do this, I want to just talk about it, about sure. this for a second. This is the one thing that kind of upsets me about all of this. is, And this is what starts to ruin this whole hobby, though, right? Is is that any like anybody with deep pockets could go spend a wackadoo of money on a motor like this. Now, you went their spec motors, not their modified, Matt. Yeah, the spec motors, because under modified, it only goes to nine and a half. And all I'm trying to get at in my comment about this is, is forget this driving skill, forget anything. The person with the deepest pockets can get the best performing motor. Yeah, $131 for this motor with all the options that I put on it. Then there's, and that was the team edition brushless you went? Yeah. Then there's the 
works edition. See, if you go the works edition, this motor is built with all of the seven. So it, it kind of has already a bunch of the stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember. Like You can get this motor. Like I did the dyno test, rotor strength test, coil resistance. Um, but I just didn't put anything extra in. And I went with the 12 and a half uh, millimeter high torque. You can get one for 107. But is it? I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, and again, these are Roar approved motors. So if you buy one of these and spend the money on it and you go out and wax everybody with it, well, nobody's going to be able to say, well, he's using a cheater motor. Yeah, 155 bucks is the most expensive. Yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out where. Why don't I see the 17.5s anywhere? They're there. Must have just. Oh, that's why, because you got to pick out of the screen. I want to say there, there's a few guys that run these 17.5s. Well, I, I know Frank Haunton does. He did, I think, in his uh, x-ray. Yeah, and with the rotors, it just has to do with different uh, high-tech or high-torque comp select replacement rotor. Type R or type C stator application chart below. Like, these guys get into, like, this It's just, like, it's like freaking rocket science trying to figure out what it is that you need. And at the end of the day, how do you compare this? They recommend the M for two-wheel drive or four-wheel drive buggy. Okay, so there you go. That's what they recommend. I don't know what it is about an M. I can't, I mean, I'm just scrolling here and not spending a whole lot of time paying attention to what it all means, but... I just found it in a, in a section here. Okay, so basically the Type R and the Type T are ROAR approved. The Type M and Type RS are ROAR approval pending. Right. So really, you couldn't go with those then, as of right now. Yeah. Basically, what I feel is is the seventeen five. If you bought the seventeen five F one Works Edition and you and you juice the thing up, you're basically going to be running closer to probably like a fifteen turn. Performance wise, you know what I mean. Yeah. And if you buy the thirteen and a half and you kind of start tweaking it with all those parts, it's probably more comparable to everyone else's ten and a half. So, whew, that's a big jump, though. Because, look, dude, look at the motor you that you got off me. Yeah, that's that. that Think about that. Is... That Trinity, dude, and that and and that basically these guys are doing what Trinity does, and and I believe Phantom takes Trinity Motors as well and does some work with. The, I don't know if it's Phantom or there's some company that you can take that takes the Trinity Motors and does some work to them too. Okay, so here's my understanding of the staters, dude. I brought up a little chart. And from what it looks like is they, they kind of break it down into 10-scale spec, uh, whether it's a, a short-course truck, buggy, four-wheel drive buggy, stadium truck. Yeah, yeah. So, but right? but what's, what about the rotor options? <laughs> like their 12.3 they're high-torque pro select, what's the 1420 plus mean? That I don't know. I'm just talking about the staters. So basically the staters, depending uh, like... 
for short course truck, they basically say use the type T. It doesn't matter how big the track is, how small the track is, mm-hmm. whether it's low bite, high bite, blah, 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 blah. But it's in the buggies where it kind of changes. So in the two-wheel drive buggies, they say use the R if you're on a standard, uh, short to standard track with low traction, uh, an R or a T if you're on a short to standard with high traction. I would really love to actually try and maybe get somebody on to, to really break down what the staters do. You going to live over their uh, mouth? No. I think we got Kyle's new name, bro. Mouthpiece? Yeah, mouth. <laughs> so he's getting himself into trouble with his mouth. I, I like the look of their motors. I'm not going to lie. I love the way they do the timing on it. Okay. Generally speaking, the Type R stator produces more RPM and less torque, and the Type T stator produces more torque and less RPM. The general rule of thumb is that heavier vehicles run best with the Type T stator and lighter vehicles run best with the Type R stator. So there you go. That answers that, right? Right? I don't know. They like <clears throat> it's such a pain in the butt because it always seems like it's every year we race it's like okay, what's the new hot motor? What's the new hot blank blank blank? That's going to keep me competing with the guys. And, and that's when we get into the stock racing conversation that we've gotten into in a million times before, and we've agreed on it. You want to do stock racing, this is the motor, this is the ESC, this is the servo, this is the kit. I just think that, you know, I, and we had this conversation last weekend with Casey, and he kind of did, oh, no, you can't do that. And I agree with him in one way, and I disagree with him in the other. And the reason I agree with him is because, yes, you're going to have people that are going to already have cars and have whatever in them, and that's what they're going to run. But our point of view is is this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whether it's myself, you, you know, Matt or Kyle or any of the other 10 guys that show up, guess what? If everybody has to run, you know, uh, I, and I'm just throwing this out there, uh, we'll just say a Tekken RS Gen 2 with a 17.5 turn, Gen 3 motor with a MKS such and such servo uh, and you can use whatever radio you want because we won't get that nitpicky with this battery. Yeah. You know, let's just say an SMC shorty pack, 4200 shorty pack. Done. Now, when you get out there and race, what's going to win a race? It's not the guy that was able to dig a little bit deeper into his pockets and put an RSX into his car rather than an RS Gen 2. You know what I mean? Because the reality is, I mean, I don't know if there is a huge difference between an RSX and an RS Gen 2. I would say in heat and probably efficiency, the RSX is probably slightly better. You'd hope. <laughs> you know what I mean? From its design. But you can't, that, that, that all gets eliminated. And tires. Yeah. The tires is the other thing. You know, it's just foam tires, just, you know, D racing, whatever with foam tires. At that point, it's the driver. It's who picks the best line, who's got the better car controls. So you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. The, the racing, you won't have guys going 10 laps behind the leader, is, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, you won't, you won't see that. What are you doing over there, dude? I'm listening to you. Huh. <laughs> You look like you're deep into something. No, no, no. I'm I'm listening to you while clearing <laughs> notifications that are driving me insane. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're just not going to see that. You, you no, know what I mean? Yeah. You won't see the new guys show up and get spanked by the guys that have been doing it for 
Well, you know. the new guy might show up and get spanked, but that's just because he may not have the, yeah, the I, time I behind just, the wheel. Yeah, I just don't see them ending up like, you know, 12, 12 laps versus 40. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, no, I hear what you're you know saying. What I'm saying? If they're like, able to just, keep it on the track, for the most part, they should be able like, to think, do that. I think when me and you first started racing and we got out there and all of a sudden oh. you're like, okay, wait a minute. How many laps did I finish behind the leader? And we still do that. You're like, how did I finish six laps? Like, I didn't do that crappy. And you're just like, man, I guess that is what it is, yeah, right? And then you look at the numbers and go, oh, okay, that 16-second lap, that 16-second yeah. lap, that 16-second lap, <laughs> that did it. You know, I just think, and, and you know, and, and we, we heard Paul talk about with the on-road stuff, like running 25-and-a-half-turn motors. Yeah. Man, you know, I know people will... Th- chop my throat open for saying this but you imagine a buggy class with like 21 and a half turn motors i'd run it the problem with it is is going to be being able to clear any of the jumps i guess without over gearing and running your equipment hard because that's the thing i guess if you look at some of the r tracks that we run on a 21 and a half turn would be fine if you can't clear the jumps that we run on between us and Casey. Now, now, right yes. Now, that's what now I'm last year, no. Last year, the 17.5s had a hard time with some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, the way they were building the track, yeah. That's what I mean, on a bigger track. Those, with, the, with the quadzillas there. <clears throat> yeah, the, re- the reason why you can get away with the 25.5s in touring cart, there's no jumps. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no worrying about having to clear that gap. It's, it's just on the wheels. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The other thing I'd love to do is, is just run an, uh, I like the two-wheel drive buggy, but on road. Just take the jumps off the track. Oh, guys do it with short course trucks. They do it with all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you know how freaking, and, and like, that's where you could maybe do like a 21 and a half turn class. Yeah, easily. 25.5 even. Yeah, you imagine. Like that. But that's why I always suggested if we wanted to, if a bunch of us wanted to try and do like the on road stuff, just pick up a bunch of those associated TC4s. Yeah. They're dirt cheap, cheap. for the yeah. kit. Pick up, you know, talk to Rick, get a hold of some t- some rims, send them to him. I highly doubt foam would be really expensive for a small car like that. Put hobby wing motor and ESC in. <laughs> we looked at those before on Amazon. You can get them for like $60. I know. Well, look at the ones we bought that time for the for the buggy. That's what I mean. They were 60 bucks for a motor and ESC. No, we bought those from Amazon. Yeah. yeah. And the reality is there was really nothing wrong with them. No. The problem is, is, is you can't run those $60 ones and compete with the guys running $400 systems. Well, but that's just it. And that's why, you know, when you see these Phantom motors and all this stuff and you're just like, oh, God, here these guys are. I understand. I, I know what Phantom's doing and, and good for them. No, no diss. It just makes it more difficult for the club racer that wants to i guess compete with the guys with the deeper pockets yeah and you know look at our club racing guys you know one week so-and-so's got a phantom motor the next week he's got rid of it well why did he get rid of it you know what i mean and we use frank as the example because everybody looks at frank hansen and says holy crap look at this guy (laughs) i mean frank you know frank and ron jackson are typically matt coger same thing you know yep yep and um and Jonathan, you know, those four guys are always kind of, you know. Yeah, well, absolutely. Leading the pack. So yeah. what does everybody do? Oh, Ron had this. Okay, let's go buy it. Well, all of a sudden now Ron changed for whatever reason. Oh, everybody shifts to that. And it's like, well, guys, but, you know, Ron in reality is, you know, successful and, and older. And yeah. you know what I mean? He doesn't have a wife. and Well, he has a wife. He sorry, has a but wife. But doesn't have kids living at home. And, and, and the things that some of us do with, 
younger kids. You know what I mean? So we, you know, you, you can't. And, and it just, it, it changes that whole perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if the industry, what it was like back in the day. I'm, I know we've had conversations with guys about this before, eh, Matt? Where they actually said that it's actually more compet not more it, it, everything's closer now yeah yeah it, it, it is it because, was with, well because it was brushless because brushless there was huge difference you mean brushes or by, with brushes well yeah because if you if you had a knack for it if you know if you could turn your own you know this or you mm-hmm. could do that or you you know you could shim this and shim that or you could afford these brushes and this and that like you could come out and have a motor that would just kill everybody yeah and the, and the sad part was though is for 20 bucks yeah, that's where the problem is now too. Is these motors because of the brushless technology, people yeah, are they're more expensive. Them, they're more expensive, and Rand- Randy even had said that. Yeah, they're more. Was. Yeah, he said yeah they're more expensive. But if you were a serious racer and racing a lot, you'd spend just as much money much, on new brushes and more, stuff right? like that when you burn through them. Yeah, well, I'm sure because yeah, I'm sure they were changing brushless every yeah. every freaking race. Never Dude, mind every event. I looked on Hobby King. Yeah, you can get a Trackstar twenty one five stock spec sensored brushless motor mm-hmm. for RAR approved, by the way, forty six eighty seven. You see? No, that's just the motor. Uh, let's see what the uh, ESCs here. Uh, speed controllers. Problem is, is we're already ten steps ahead of ourselves. No, I know, but I'm just hey, just giving you an example here, right? Like you can look at something like the where are they here? First, we need carpet. <laughs> then we need a place to put that carpet. Oh, we'll get it all figured out. Then we need a bean counter. Oh, can't you count beans? And by beans, I mean laps. <clears throat> Dude, you can get an 80 amp turbo sensored brushless 12 scale, 10 scale, raw approved ESC for 37 bucks. Oh, just those kits. I would just look for one of those kits. No, I know, but like I'm just trying to say, like, you know what yeah. I mean? For, oh, yeah, for no. $80, you could say to everybody, okay, guys, we're running the Turnigy's Trackstar 80 amp turbo sensored brushless. ESC and we're running their twenty one five roar approved motor. This is what I would do is is I would have everybody agree on what it is that they want to run. Yeah. And then say, okay, hey, team associated, we want to buy eight of these. You know, and yeah. this is what we're doing, you know, or or aiming or whoever it is you buy and say, listen, like there's no way you're yeah. you're telling me you can't cut me a ten dollar off deal here, you know. Hey, we're gonna order eight of these, eight of that. You know, I mean these places will play ball. And you know, I'll say it right now. Do it. Do it through the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. MBM podcast. Uh, you know, sanctioned race. I, I'm down for that, dude. You can get you Reedy Black Box the 800 Zs, the new ones with zero timing. So these ones are spec. Yeah, ESCs. Yeah, you can't even mess with them. Hundred bucks. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? If you talk to an associate and say, hey, you know, there's ten of us that all need to order these. Yeah. Can we work a? I'm sure they would. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. The problem is right now is we're in such a predicament and it's hard for people on the other side. And by other side, I'm talking about anyone in the U.S. to understand what it's like to buy any of this stuff. Yeah, because everything just 50 percent. Like, I I know the dollar isn't that bad. No, but that's how I equated it last night. 50 percent is the way to say it, because by the time you cross the bridge, by the time you go pick it up and if you get nab duty. It's wor- it's even it's more even than more. 50%. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you figure it's fifty three percent if you get nab duty. Yeah, and you know, hey, fifty. Just think about that. For every hundred dollars, it's costing us one hundred and fifty. Now, yes, people will say, "Oh, you Canadians make more money." Blah blah blah. Well, yeah, but let's not forget about everything else we got to pay for too. Well, it's a catch twenty two for us <laughs> you know, because you know, 
it's still not even bad enough for for us to really order stuff from Canada. Now we're we we actually should go in a little further into this. We are an exception to the rule. We kind of have the ability yes. to go into the United States on our own accord. Yeah, within and, thirty seconds, and pick up our stuff and bring it back and deal with the border on our That's own, right. as opposed to having to pay additional fees to have stuff shipped. That's right. Unfortunately, even right now for us, it is still cheaper for us to get a lot of the stuff from the U.S., mm-hmm. pay the exchange, go get it, come over, and even risk paying the duty. It still ends up being cheaper than stuff we can buy in Canada. We, we've done the price comparisons before. We looked well, at the 4PX the, in Canada it, it, that's like 7-something, and it's 4-something U.S. Right. That's right. Well, it's because the the stores, I mean, you got to think about this. they got to pay the shipping to get it into Canada. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Just, just the physical shipping yeah. to Canada is more. Then you got to factor in they're going to pay the import fees, which is basically duty, yeah. which is actually, I think, more expensive than duty. I'm not 100% clear. I've been trying to kind of learn a little bit about it. And I guess I, one of these days I should just stop at our customs and talk to them and say, you know, if I'm a business and I want to start importing goods, what what are those? I, I should find out. Yeah. Just just out of curiosity, because that's something with Casey that that's come up in in the conversations of, you know, getting stuff into Canada for everybody. Yeah. But at what cost, you know, and whether you, you know, you, anyways, the, the, we don't got to get into the details of it, but it's something that that's been talked about. Yeah. Because becoming a dealer with any of these companies is pretty much impossible if you have a life. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they want 40 hours of storefront time and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, I'm just going to drop my, you know, good job for that and hope to God it works out. Yeah. You know, so working with him, you know, to, to help supply parts for our area would be good. But yeah, so you got shipping, you got that. Plus, they got to make money. Well, absolutely. So you know, their margin is obviously different than uh, the, the margin that other places have to deal with. You know, and I mean, you even look at somebody like Casey. I mean, it's like anything. Certain parts, I know, he makes better money than he does others. Well, absolutely, that's and that's just like the any business. nature of the be- the beast. Right? Any business, yeah. And what's stupid is 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 you don't make money on kits; you make money on parts. It, it, it's it's like that. I mean, my family owns a computer shop up here. That's where you you, you don't we don't even make money on the parts. We make money on the labor. Yeah, fixing it, that. It. That's where you make your money. Yeah, you know because everything's been nickel and dimed, and you know everybody seems to think that places like Best Buy, Future Shop, <laughs> Staples. You know, and I mean, I'm just talking in the computer field in, in in the RC industry. Oh my God, how many hobby shops is there? You know, so everybody's trying to undercut everybody else. And, you know, uh, I know talking with Casey again, we've talked about, uh, what was it, the Hobby Lobby? Uh, that we, no, what's the place that we've been to? We've been to the stores. But they want them to have like a million dollars. Hobby Town? Hobby Town. Yeah. Like a million dollars in sales a year to be a vendor. Well, dude, you're in Northern, like we're in, not for Casey, but to them, the argument is, is, Dude, we're northern. It's, it's it's in northern Michigan. Yeah, exactly. It's in northern Michigan. Like like you can't expect that kind of no. money to flow through anywhere. No. Like there's just not enough people. It's just not. No, there's not. And I again, I and, I and think, I'll, I'll tell you what. I went to a hobby town when we went to Minnesota, and I was thoroughly disappointed with it. Oh really? Yeah, it was not. All the parts are behind the counter. So you can't actually just like look at parts on your own. Oh yeah, I you gotta you gotta go one, in there knowing what you need. The one I went to in Kentucky was just huge. Like it was just yeah. I mean, if you couldn't find something, like 
if you went in there with the idea of, oh, I wanted this RC, they might not have had that specific one, but they had something that something, you would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was like, how can I compare it to? It was like going into Dollarama on the hill. Yeah. Like, that's how big this place was. Yeah. It was huge. huge. Wow. I mean, parts, everything, fifth scales, train sets, every, like, it was just like, oh my God, like, anything you could ever imagine. Yeah. I found but, some information out for you. What? The 4PXR. Yeah. The case is the only thing that's different. The new software that's coming out. That, for the uh, Futabas you're yes. talking about? Yeah. So if you have a 4PX, the new software that's going to come out will make your 4PX just as good software-wise yeah, as the yeah, 4PXR. Yeah. The one, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Found that out last night. I think we're losing Kyle here, eh? Yeah, the poor guy's dying. We're pretty much at the end of the show. Uh, we got racing this weekend. I'm off next weekend heading to... Um, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, down to Madison, Wisconsin. I'm going to race with the guys down in Marka. I'm super looking forward to that. I'm going to try and wander around and get a couple of little, uh, hi, who are you, how long you've been racing kind of deals on my phone. We can feature those on the next podcast. Um, and then we're down to Casey's Racing. Um, When's the next Sudbury race? we got to get down there together. Uh, that I don't know. Have I haven't been there since the first one. I feel so bad. Well, yeah, you haven't exactly... Um, well, in case these races have been ending up on the same weekends. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, unfortunately, it has nothing to do with anything but the fact that Casey's 45 minutes away and they're four and a half hours away. Yeah. And last weekend with <laughs> with my friend Hemi, yeah. <laughs> I'll be sure glad that I was only 45 minutes away. So we're not going to make April because that's Casey's end of the year race. But depending on how things go, we might be able to go in May. Yeah. When's their... That's their last one. When's their race in March? Uh, no race in March on here. I wonder if it's because of the March break. Maybe. They got November, December, January, February, nothing March, and then April and May. It's a bummer. I'm so glad they're doing it. I just... Oh, again, it's so far, right? It was fun. I enjoyed myself thoroughly when I went. Like I said, the biggest problem is the distance, right? Yeah. Four yeah. and a half hours. Yeah. And it's like Casey's. Once you go... What, after Casey's, the next one, were those guys... What did they say? They're driving two and a half hours? Uh, I think, uh, yeah, Clark but that's not even, there's not even something close to them. Really? Eh? It's about four hours. I think, De- I think Detroit. It, it, like, well, you know, no, there's that, there's that hardwoods. Um, yeah, but that's in now. Lansing, I think, or just not It's Lansing. like three and a half. I think it's like three and a half hours, something like that. I think Joel went down there once yeah. already. Yeah, Joel did. Yeah. So that's got to be in and around where those guys are. So, yeah. So, I mean, you're talking. Then you got clubhouse. Four hours four either half, way. Five Let's just hours, say, yeah. From where we are, we're in the middle of four hours of driving either way to the, besides Casey's. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing about the hardwoods that's nice is they're racing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. And they do on-road. Yeah. They they, they do on-road and off-road. Yeah. Yeah. That's another place I'd really like to check out, but. I don't know, man. Like I said before, I'm I'm on a hunt because I want to have an MBM podcast, uh, summer race even if it's in my backyard on a bunch of crappy carpet that i haven't managed to get from old office buildings i want to do something as a as a podcast maybe start trying to raise funds and put funds away to to get our own timing system to get our own track equipment whatever it is whether it be an off-road track outdoor track we run just in the summer months or if we can demand it, manage to get our hands on carpet. Well, like i said to you earlier too i, I mean we kind of had big plans this year to build its outdoor track yeah and then we just kind of, everybody just lost steam on it. Spring's just around the corner. You we know, could still do it. I honestly, why not build a 
It, I, and I would just build a tent scale. And if we run eight scale on it, we run We'll just make the lanes a little it. bit wider. That's it. That's it. Just a little bit you know, wider, so that way if we get two or three eight scales out there, there's enough room and, for And, uh, you know, I think a big lesson has been learned running in the school that we're running in this year, it doesn't have to be huge. No. No. Just a well-thought-out a good, track. A good layout, a good layout, wood jumps that we can move around so we can change the layout easily and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. We'd be laughing. I think we've learned a lot in the last year. Oof. And, um, I'm well, looking forward to it. And we, and we got our friends at the dirt that are probably more than happy to come up if we accommodate them. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Just so, of course, make sure you guys check out all the companies that help us out. Oh. Gombadana Racing Skins, Cow RC, Dutch Oven Designs, uh, Max Amps, MKS Servos. Who am I missing, Mike? Just, you know what, if it's RC related, they Yeah, help check us. them out. Check them out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just check go, them out. Just go to the Google and type in remote control. Yeah. And, and they, they help us. And, of course, <laughs> thanks to you guys for listening, as usual. Um I'm going to really, really actually make a concerted effort to be a little bit more organized going forward because I'm not going to lie, and Mike knows it, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure most of our listeners know it. I run this thing from the seat of my pants because I find it to be fun, but maybe if we get a little bit of a better structure going and we, uh, it could be a little bit more fluid. That's all. Fluid. That's the word. Fluent. F- fluent? Fluent. Fluent. What's Hint. Fluent. I think fluent's the word you want, not fluid. Flu- oh, Okay. Fluid is like a liquid, you know? Yeah, that's what I mean. Liquid flows. I don't know. Fluent is like... uh, (laughs) Just Google it. Google it. So again, thanks guys for listening to the In-Man Podcast. I'm Mike. No, you're Mike. I mean, I'm Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I messed that up. That's great. I'm Matt. That's Mike. (laughs) Kyle standing there going, my face feels like it's going to explode. I think we're going to give him the associated B4.2 for this weekend and let him uh, destroy some... I think I think the first thing, Matt, that you need to be more fluid in is at least getting back on uh, this microphone in two weeks. At least, yeah, that's, that's where we'll start. Okay, sound good. So can we can we agree? <laughs> hey, well, right now, can we agree to all be down here on the seventeenth of March? Done. Okay, I'll book guests. Uh, How about that? Yeah, I don't know why that date sounds so weird though. It sounds like a date that might have something, but seventeenth of March yeah, is a Thursday. It's I know. I don't know. Julie's got pampered chef stuff now that she's doing, so we'll have to but figure I'll, it out. I'll, I'll find out. It should be okay. Okay, find out tonight so I that just, way I can book guests. I pretty much told her every second Thursday, so hopefully, hopefully that has set in. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I feel your pain. Love bro. her to death, but I think sometimes I just don't matter. We all love our wives to death, <laughs> literally. All right, all right, Good guys, night. we're Ciao. out. Thanks for listening. <laughs>